0: And together, we will survive in Undercliff.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey, guys. I'm sitting around the table with Wild Fury. We have uh, Halrod, Bangor, Bayagram, and also Felix Kitten. Guys, last time you left off, you were having a little farm adventure.
2: You were living in Undercliff for a while. Farm simulator. Yeah. 2022. Just, just chilling out, tilling fields. Yeah. Not, not, nothing, nothing crazy going on at all.
1: Nothing crazy at all. Um, but before we get into that little recap, let's uh, start off with you guys introducing your characters. So we have name, race, class. And if your character wasn't the class that they are, what class would they be? Yeah, roll to see who goes first. So, Bengal, you get to choose whether you want to go first or last.
0: I'll go get out of the way.
1: a boy. So, name, race, class, and then your question is, if you weren't a fighter, for example, what class would Bengal be based
0: on how he's lived his life? Okay, so I'm Bengal Goldstone. I'm a Hill Dwarf, fighter, level six. And character, I would be
1: a druid. All right, next, we're going to go around the table. So, Halrod, you go next, and then we'll swing around to Felix and Bagram.
0: I am Halrod Goldstone, formerly known as Halrod the Haunted. As we've now discovered that Bengor is my brother, so we now have an origin story for me. Uh, I'm a barbarian level six, and if I was another class, I would probably probably want to be a long-tooth shifter. Felix, you're up.
2: Hello. Speaking of beasts, <laughs> I am Felix Kitten. I am a Tabaxi Sun Soul Monk, and if I was another I would probably be a
1: ranger. You'd have to cut your movement speed in half, though. <laughs> yeah, coming to Bagram Lucky last round us off.
3: Yeah, Begram. Begram is a Eldrin rogue, off uh, rogue. I, if it wasn't a rogue, I uh, probably a loner wizard. So just kind of just locked away in his tower doing
1: stuff. Yeah, he's starting to get into a bit of magic, isn't he? So that works out well. Let's do a recap. Last time we left off, you guys had broken Felix out of jail, being wrongly accused of the murder of Orn Stone. Melnon Wargon made it his absolute mission, a member of the City Guard, to recapture him and put him back in jail. You guys found refuge with Arden at the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. Melnon Wargon and the City Guard also kind of guessed that you'd be there, but. Arden using his plausible deniability and the fact that the Valley and Odyssey building now only allows people in when they're allowed in, kept you safe for the time being. You eventually spoke to Arden and you decided that it might be best to lay low in a farming community to the east for a little while. And as you went there, you started to realize some things were a little bit different. Some of the townsfolk were getting angry. They were getting aggressive. They were getting hungry for no reason. So you started to investigate into the north at a place called Cormers, who was a horse breeder, who's known for being very, very friendly. Whilst you were there, however, you discovered that some gnolls had eaten his horses. There was one with cut off arms and looked shamanistic and really messed up. And you found out some information that included the fact that there was a dark entity on the rise, a dark entity that Beagram had very much been familiar with, an entity called Oromnu. So with that you guys began making your way back, discovering that the man in black was somehow involved and discovering also that the gnolls were after something that they referred to as the star. You went back to Vera at the temple uh, at the Sanctuary of Mardol and she showed you the secret of Undercliff, the star, in fact, being housed below that temple. As you saw that, you guys began to concoct a plan to negate the Knoll's invasion in order to dismantle the plan of Delnak the Outcast. So, let's cut in. The four of you stand in the Sanctuary of Mardol. Looking around, you can see wooden floorboards, the stained glass window colored and also projecting the moon and the starlights through. You look towards the procession, you can see the large towering statue of Mardol at the front. And as you do, you look to each other in this silence. Vera having just left your presence.
0: It does seem inevitable that they'll just come to town at some point. We just don't know when.
3: But well, it, it seems they know where the star is, so they're probably not going to hold off for that long.
0: I don't think they do, though. If they knew exactly where the star was, they would have come for it already.
3: They know it's in the area, though. Mm. So I do they see... agree
2: with that. They all get closer to town.
3: Yeah, I'm sure they've kind of been searching the countryside and looking at different areas around there.
0: But the biggest problem we have, we're faced with is we don't know what they want with it. Uh, we
3: basically have to stop them at all costs. We we can't let... Yeah, we can't, we can't get let this, this star uh, get taken.
0: I, I do agree with that. But the question is, do we take it and keep moving or do we just... Plan prep for an all-out war against the Knolls and defend the town. How long do we keep moving for? That is the question. If we keep moving, then we may never have to stop moving.
3: If, yeah, exactly. And the the, the man in black he's he's going to he's going to catch up with it, or one of his agents is going to catch up with us eventually.
0: So we make a stand. Seems like it. I, I suppose so.
3: Well, well, shall we just kind of... Um, who's the captain of the town again?
1: Uh, you know that Vera is kind of the spiritual leader mm-hmm. of the town. She's uh, a cleric of Mardol that seems to have these this long dark hair and she's taken over from group Gaskins after he unfortunately passed away.
3: Okay, so she's on essentially the entire head. Spiritual from what you've and- there's
1: not really a, um, a mayor or anything like that. And yep. Halrod used to mobilize the militia because other than that, there's really... That Undercliff's an extension of Cadmia, so the law enforcement in Cadmia kind of extends out into the region of Undercliff. But you guys know, having been there and Halrod having mobilized a militia for this very cause, they don't tend to come out this way very much.
3: We're we're trying to lay low, I suppose. Yeah. So how big of a militia is here at the moment, Halrod? um, Or or when you were...
0: From what I understand, the numbers dwindled a little bit, only a handful of the militia left, but I imagine it wouldn't take kindly to a null invasion and they'd follow me into battle. Well,
3: I suppose that's just, that's what we need to do then. We need to get our able-bodied people who could fight or who could build or kind of protect and start kind of just fortifying.
0: So we need yeah, so we need to mobilize who we can. I will converse with the town. And see if I can get any of them to follow us into battle. And we'll get an idea of our numbers.
3: That's, that's, probably should we talk to Vera first? And then she, because she's kind of in charge of everything. So we kind of need her on our side.
0: That's true. We do need her.
2: We also need to know how many gnolls we're up against.
0: That's an excellent point, Bengal.
2: I can do that.
3: Uh, I can also send Newton out for a flight as well. And that's a little bit safer, maybe. Racia.
2: You take one side, I take the other. All right,
0: just, just be careful. Alright, so we what we'll do is we'll we'll talk to Vera, try and mobilize the militia. Um we'll get to building defenses for the town and we'll see how many people we come up with. Beagram, Felix. You're going to scout the knolls um, the lair, see if you can find it. No doubt they'll leave a trail to where they where they congregate you so can see? Yep. They're prone to living in caves nearby. They don't they don't stick around there for too long because they don't like to be out in full moon. So look for caves with bones strewn around them.
2: Would someone in town
0: have a map maybe of surrounding areas? Um, there'll be a map Um, over in the cartographer's office, just for general. He, usually he has um, property lines and stuff like that in there, but it should give you a comprehensive look of the surrounds.
3: Excellent. Divide and conquer. The DM's favorite words.
1: Party. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. So, with that plan in motion, who's going where? What are we, who's who's going to see who here? I suppose
2: so me, me and Bagrim just like split the area off. Uh, Probably head form. up towards the hill
3: where we saw them at the very least to start with and then see if we can see any tracks or anything from there. Okay.
1: So, I'll say at that moment, you watch as Bagrim <laughs> and Felix both saunter out together and you both move into the night and it's early hours of the morning as you begin heading towards the north in the direction of Kormas where you just recently come from, leaving Bengor and Halrod in the sanctuary together. Where are you guys going?
0: Outside to look for Vera so we can have a chat with her. About what's about to
1: happen? Okay. So as you move your way out, you can see she is busily tending some of the moon lilies that are in the, in the front garden. And as you move up to her, she stands up to you and says, It's a worrying time. And when I'm anxious, I like to... Guard it. please forgive me. I saw your friends leave. They're heading north. They seem to have a purpose in mind.
0: I've, uh, they're going looking and scouting out the uh, possible way for the gnolls so we can get an idea of how many of the numbers there are.
1: A wise plan. I was... Just getting my thoughts together out here, but I think I think if you still have any militia contacts, it may be a good idea to to rouse them, Halrod. We could need them before the night is through.
0: I do tend to agree. We need to mobilize as many men as possible because they are coming here. And uh, at the very least, we need to slow them down long enough to get the women and children away from town because Knolls don't stop. They will, they will kill everyone.
1: Well, as you know, there are shelters to the east. There is some ruins there that can house the women and the children. It'll just be getting them there safely. Perhaps if you could spare a party member, they could take them, or we could assign some militia, or we could find somebody able-bodied. I don't think they should track alone.
0: I agree, but Felix and Felix and Bergam are off on their own quest. I need Ben here to help with the uh, defense of the town. So I we could send a couple of the militia boys out there and we can rouse as many other men that want to fight
2: you
1: you've spent some time at the odyssey is there is there anybody that could help us is, could you send word
0: um we could we could send a, a message to arden at the odyssey but we i know the odyssey's stretched pretty thin at the moment
1: perhaps we could contact the city guard in cadmia and they could come and a protection detail could be sent
0: it's a possibility but at the moment I need to be forthright and honest with you Vera all of us were wanted in Cadmia for crimes we did not commit
1: she looks a little taken aback at that but then she shakes it off the kind of process she went through was oh my goodness they're here to help so I know Halrod he's a good man but then she looks at you and she says I'm sure whatever it is the truth will be seen. Mado won't allow gentlemen such as yourselves to be persecuted in this fashion.
0: We hope not. But um maybe we could send a person on a fast horse to the Odyssey about anything he can help us with.
1: I'll send our Swiftest rider. I can go and fetch them. What would you like me to say to Arden?
0: That Delnak is planning an attack in Undercliff using the knolls as his agents of darkness, because he wants the star of Mardal. We need help if he can spare anyone.
1: He looks to you and says, can Arden be trusted with the news of the star? Remember, I did tell you that it should be. The more people that know where it is, the more likely we are to be attacked in the future by others.
0: Vera, there are two people that I, three people I trust with my life completely. Arden Cassian is one of them. He's a good man and he had his hands on the spirit-bound tome. An artifact of great power and he handed it off to the Wasonia Academy because he knew it needed to be protected. You can trust him with...
1: I will trust you to get it done. I will rally what militia I know still exists in Undercliff. Perhaps you should always also investigate the boars, the wild boar. I know there's some adventurers passing through, perhaps they'd be willing to help with some coin if you have some to offer.
0: I have a handful of coin. Maybe we can find some um, get lucky. Maybe.
1: Either way, I'll send militia to the various outskirting watchtowers. I'll send some further east and to the north, uh, see what they can see. They can they can tell us if any of the knolls are coming in their direction. I hope your friends find some information soon.
0: We have a few ideas about how to fortify the fam. Tried to funnel them into a one area so we can make, play an ambush. We're going to have to get some, get some men on that to help out.
1: I think time is of the essence. We have no idea when they're going to attack, or at least we won't until your friends return.
0: Exactly. We need to get to building.
1: I'll waste no more of your time. You watch as she puts down her trowel and moves off into the night, assuming to uh, mobilize the militia. As the night goes on, you begin moving your way around the town, pointing out various different places to Bengor to, to notify him of the fortification points that may need structuring. As you do so, you watch as a young cloaked rider moves from the wild boar and you watch them moving with haste to the west towards Cadmir, and you can see them just go down the road galloping with speed, assuming that the message to Harden Cassian is being delivered and sent. As you move your way to the wild boar, you walk in and it's it's quite dull in here, it being the early hours of the morning, probably around four-ish o'clock in the morning. You make your way through the doors and you can see two individuals sitting at one of the bar uh, booths and you can see the horseshoe-shaped bar that seems to be manned by uh, one individual, a, a younger woman. And there appears to be no other people around. As you walk in, you can see one of them seems to have a sword attached to his back, and he seems to be sitting with his friend that seems to have a bow strapped to his back. You can see one of them seems to be a human, and the other one seems to be a a halfling or or a really short person. But as you look towards them, you can see them just sort of eating a breakfast and having their bags to the side. They seem like fighters.
0: What do you reckon, Bangor? Do you think they're going to give us a hand? Or I mean, we can always ask. We they can even say yes or no. How much gold do you have? Enough. Enough? Enough. All right. I've got some pieces. We'll see what they're asking prices.
1: All right. As you walk up to them, you watch as this long-haired uh, human, this red hair, seems to be flowing down to his shoulders, and he's got like a, a goatee. You can see he's the one with the sword on his back, and you can see a bald, the bald halfling next to him. You see him like go and steal one of the halfling's eggs and he mouths it and they just sort of laugh at each other. And you can see the halfling just sort of snap his fingers. And as he does so, the plate underneath the fighter with the red hair moves a foot to the left as he puts his fork down into the table and they both laugh. They see your approach.
0: Gentlemen, my name is Halrod Goldstone. This is Bengal. We've got a proposition for you. Sorry to interrupt your breakfast.
1: I was about to say, usually my uh, work requests occur after my meal. Halrod, Bangor, it's good to meet you. Me you, too.
0: We apologize for the... uh in- apologize for interrupting your breakfast, but time is of the essence.
1: Well, I'm Carlos. This is Snaps.
0: Snaps. Carlos. Good to meet you. Well met.
1: What can I help you with?
0: I'm going to be straight with you, gentlemen. The town is in danger and we are potentially facing the attack of a Pack of gnolls.
1: This this town? This, this very town. Hmm. Pack of gnolls is coming to this town. What yeah. on earth would they want?
0: Resources. Just general chaos. You know what gnolls are like. They're not, they're not particularly... Aye, we
1: met some on the road. We slaughtered them swiftly.
0: That's good to hear. A man who knows how to fell a gnoll.
1: It was a scouting party of three. It wasn't too hard. Was that the barn? Well, it was... Further north than the barn. So, that's where. That's why one of them was cut up.
0: You know about the cut-up knoll at the barn, or no?
1: Don't know what barn you're talking about. Whilst we're on our travels, I'm talking about on our way into town, we... They ambushed us on the roads, thinking that we were easy prey, but we showed them, didn't we? Snaps and snaps, looks and says, yeah. Yeah. A bit off more than they can choose, so to say. Look, um, I don't mean to speak for my counterpart here, but... We are
0: monetarily inclined. So uh, you could say currency is the currency <laughs> that you've worked for. I guess you could say that. Sorry, inside joke from a long time ago. Um, What's your asking price, gentlemen, for, uh
1: Depends on the level of danger, says um, the gentleman with the, the red hair. You can see him sort of stand up and he says, from what I know, gnolls are pretty easy to slay, but We do have business in Cadmere, so... For both of us, 24 hours, 1000 gold.
0: That is a rough asking price.
1: We're good at what we do.
0: So am I. But I would never ask that much to help out a town in need.
1: Well, you seem to be motivated by your moral compass. I'm not. People in our line of business, we can't really... We can't be choosy with the work that we... We take on. We need our asking price to be at that particular level because you don't know when your next meal is going to come. What
0: do you think, Bengal? How much have you got? So, collectively, I'll open my savings. I have... And I'm whispering this to him so they can't hear it.
1: You watch because as they continue to eat their food.
0: Collectively, my savings all of I've got 910 gold, but that's it. Hmm. And I'm not wasting it on a pair of idiots who think they're... They think they know better than us when it comes to adventuring. Gentlemen, unfortunately, your price is too steep, and uh, I bid you good day. He nods and he says, Thank
1: you for your time, at least. Well, Snaps, finish that off. We'll head towards Cadmia. Good luck with your savior's complex, I guess. You watch as they begin to eat. You watch as Snaps starts to eat as well. You watch as he takes a big drink and he goes, looks at you and says, Why would you want to save a shithole like this anyway?
0: Because this is my town. Noble. This this town means everything to me. And I've watched it systematically lose everything for the last five years. And if I had one more opportunity to save this town from complete disaster, I would lay down my life to do so.
1: Well, I hope they write that on your tombstone, mister, because that was... uh, That was beautiful. Anyway, shall we? we got things to do. You watch as they start to pack up. You watch as they push their plates to the side. You can see them sling a bag over their back and both of them begin walking out of the tavern. You watch as they give a wave to the bartender and she sort of be- begins wiping down a glass, but as she does so, she gives a wave as well to them.
0: Well, that was a complete waste of time. Well, you can't say we didn't try. Right, a thousand gold? I don't have that kind of money. I was kind of bluffing with the 900 gold. I, I have... I thought they'd hear that and say, oh, when well, we could do it for 900 and then not give it to them. Well, I have gold back home. No use. Especially oh, when I'm here. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a trek to Hamanitis um, for you to go get that gold. Let's just, let's just see.
1: At that, you begin hearing a bell tolling outside just as the sun's beginning to rise. You can see that the golden light begins to shine through the front wind- windows. And you can see like a slow dulling of the bell. You know that to be from the town hall you watch as the bartender sort of looks up and says, like, Vera's calling a meeting. He begins walking out. And as you guys walk out, you can see various members of the town just beginning to wake up of all different walks of life. You can see farmers with cups of uh, morning coffee. You can see children moving forward, running in the morning dew. You can also see women holding babies that are coming forward as well. And you can see them all surrounding this stage that had previously been where the announcement of Gavin's murder happened. You watch as Vera stands on the stage as this procession happens and you can see there's probably about 50 to 70 people around, which you know is the majority of the village, Alrod. And as you stand towards the back, you watch as she opens her arms and says, good morning, blessed be to Mardol. And you watch as all of them then repeat, blessed be to Mardol. She says, unfortunately, the news this morning is is not that of the jolly kind. In the night, we heard that our village... our village is in danger. Some enemies are coming, enemies that are strong, enemies that are ferocious, and we will need to mobilize the old militia. He watches, there's some murmurs around. It is... it has become apparent that this attack... Is one where we will have to evacuate the women and the children. Any able-bodied man or boy. We will not make you stay. But we would greatly appreciate the help. And Mardol bless you all. We have already sent part of the militia. To different parts of the country. To alert us if anything was to happen. But you have the day. Or we think you have the day. Pack your things if that is what you want to do. If you want to help, meet me here. Blessed be the morning. He watches there's murmuring. They begin to scatter. He watches there's a group of about 12 that come forward. Men, boys of different ages and races. He watches one of the old men there. He seems really crotchety. And as he walks forward, you remember him from your militiaing days, Halrod. And he used to be a very spry warrior. But now as the time has gone on... Old wounds have crept in and taken over his his body. He looks towards Vera and says, I'm ready. My sword is at your disposal. These bastards won't know what hit him. Undercliff will stay safe under my blade. At that, he looks towards you and says, And look, we've even got the haunted back. Harrod's here. We can't lose. At that, you two both move forward. And you can see, as you do, you watch as another one, a young man, It seems to have like a a crew cut of brown hair moves towards you, puts a hand on your shoulder, Halrod, and says, what can we do?
0: Gentlemen, I applaud you for coming forward to defend this town. As you know, Undercliff means everything to me. I came here as a lost young dwarf, and you took me into your arms and treated me as one of your own. And I have done everything in my power since then, to defend this town, to keep it safe. And I ask that you join me one last time to take on the gnolls as they come into this town. HA! All of them. They want something that we have. Now I am not at liberty to discuss this, but all I know is that the gnolls are greedy, vengeful, and they are vicious. FUCK YEAH! But we are from Undercliff. We are more ferocious. We fight harder. And we will send this foe back to the depths of hell where they came from. (sighs) What I need for us all now. Inspiration. (laughs) What I need for us all now is to start fortifying the town. Cut down trees and make spike barricades. Dig trenches that they can fall in filled with sharpened sticks. To slow down their assault on the town. Together, we can do anything. Together, we can fight this enemy. And together, we will survive in Undercliff. At that, you
1: watch as the old guy moves forward to you and he says, Well, I'm roused. What can I do? <laughs>
0: You're a, spri- You're a spry warrior. You know your way around the blade or two. Take some of these younger fellows while we're preparing for this battle and teach them what you know.
1: Very well. You watch as he says, turns around to them and says, You hold Elrod. Come with Blimmer. He'll show you how to wield a blade. And you watch as he begins moving off into an open
0: field. You can see that he... Blimmer, if you need some items, you know my house is full of all weapons. Free of charge? Free to anyone who wants to fight.
1: Well, boys, you're in for a treat. We've got some free weapons on our hands, and um, I'm sure that Alrod won't—he uh, won't really mind if they—they're they're permanently taken away from his collection,
0: just as long as they don't look valuable.
1: As you say that, you watch as he takes about seven of them away, leaving a few with you. And you watch as the gentleman that seemed to have the the crew cut walks toward you and says, "The women and the children have a family of my own. I'll coordinate with Vera. I'll take them to the east." Excellent. And you watch as he takes a, another volunteer, leaving probably 10, 10 militia there for you guys to use.
0: All right, gentlemen, we don't know how long we've got, and we've got a lot of work to do. Bengor, I need you to take some men into the forest and chop down some trees for, um, for the lumber to make these spike barricades. I can do that. Take five of them with you. The <laughs> other half of you, you are with me, and we're going to be digging trenches and setting, um, setting hay bales around the town to act as light beacons. So we have the ability to see in the night and they cannot creep up on us in the darkness. Just be aware of your surroundings too. Just keep an eye out. We never know when they're going to come. That's it. Keep everyone looking at a 360 degree angle using everyone facing one way or another. If If the pack comes, retreat to Undercliff.
1: All right. And at that, you watch as both different sides of the militia begin to mobilize. As you begin to move around the town... You start to wipe some sweat off your brow, Halrod, feeling the pressure of what's about to happen. It's at that point you watch and see coming out from one of the houses is uh, Mira, the friend of Elmra that you had recently sort of reconnected with. As she moves towards you, you can see she's got something in her hands. She moves towards you and says, It's been a while, Halrod, since you've mobilised the militia. I know that it's important to you and Elmer was... Elmer, she was she was proud of how you defended this town. I hope you don't mind, but in your absence I took the liberty of taking this from your workshop. I know it may bring up some old and and possibly painful memories, but I think I think she'd be proud to see you wear it in this moment. And you watch as she pulls out this tricorn hat that she had made for you, made of leather, and it says, um, UM on it that she had stamped in there It's Undercliff Militia. You can see that it's weathered and worn. It's tanned in a in like a, a sort of fashion that makes it sort of blotchy in the corners, and you know she had it made for you when you started to realize the idea of starting a militia and she hands it to you and she says I know it was important to both of you and I didn't want it to I didn't want it to get wrecked in your shop.
0: Thank you, Mira. I will take that. And I will wear it with pride. As I defend under Cliff one last time.
1: You put on the hat. And as you do, you begin mobilizing. Then we cut. Can you two, please, Bangor and Felix, roll your stealth checks? Actually, oh, sorry. Baegrim. Um, and yeah. Felix, can you please roll your stealth checks? 21. 13. Right. As
3: we're walking, also just have a chat with Felix as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Felix what what's your feelings on uh the success of this venture cuz i'm quite nervous to be honest
2: honestly probably 50-50 50-50 well,
3: yeah i I'm, I'm getting about that same kind of feeling at the moment um what what do you what if things go south we we've just kind of fight to the end or what what
2: I know I don't expect you to stay die for this and honestly I would rather you not.
3: What what do you have in this area kind of thing that's basically keeping you?
2: Honestly, rod I know Halrod won't leave and I can't leave Halrod.
3: Doesn't he like hate you at the moment or sort of? Used to? No. You had a you had a, was, okay. I, th- I thought he was a uh, was it a little bit um, offside with you, because of uh,
1: you being uh, in jail and and all that stuff. He's trying to manipulate you, bro.
2: <laughs> no, Alrod. He may have been um, upset about some of the stupid things I've done, but I know he's got my back, and I have his.
3: I, to be honest, basically, it's it's almost if we all fall in this instance, then there's no luck for anybody else, really. If we all if we all disappear to fight another day, there's still a chance. But Howard won't, fall. No, he won't. So I, I suppose that you have to make up for yourself, your own mind.
2: And that's easy. He, Easy one for me. Oh. So I think if worse comes to worse you need to steal the star and you run.
3: I I know this hungry and blight, this uh, what the the gnolls are referring to are a rum new. I know what this is. And it's it's not good. It's something to steer clear of if it's coming straight at you and come around and another day.
2: If worse comes worse and everything starts going south, we can hold them off as long as possible. But in the end, it'll probably be you that needs to get that star and get it to An.
3: Yeah, I think we we all need to survive. But oh, I know we can try. Yeah. But yeah, all right, yeah. It, uh, that's my 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 first indication is basically if things are really.
2: Because if things Get start going, going south, out. we yeah. may not be able to escape. Yeah. But if one of us can, at least that's something.
3: Yeah. My, my life's mission is is this hungering blight. This the, the star and Delnak, it it's 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 a bit of a side quest to my my life at the moment. And I as much as I want to see it all stopped, I I have to stay true to my to what I what I need to do.
2: And no one's gonna blame me for that. We all have—we all have our own goals in life. Yeah,
3: I—I I, I wish it was true that no one would, but I'm sure there will be definitely some who would. And unfortunately, if if things go that route, I don't know if I have to worry about them anymore. So, all right. Well, I'm. Let's let's get this finished. Uh, was it at the very least we can take some knolls with us?
2: That's it. Well, I plan to go down swinging.
3: Yep, definitely.
1: As you guys have this conversation, you begin to pass through different crops and pastures, the rolling hills, quite beautiful in the morning as the sun begins to rise. You hear the sound of animals bleating. You can see birds chirping as the morning's starting. If if it wasn't such a doom and gloom mission, it would be quite a, a beautiful scene. You begin to pass cormer's Farm, uh, sits to your left, and you begin to Climb across the rise that you had previously been. I've got Newton as a uh, hawk uh, or an owl. Yep. Let's do owl. Just kind of flying ahead at like 50, 60 feet ahead of us. Yep. And as you begin to make the rise, I'd like you both to roll survival checks, please. 14.
2: Oh, unnatural 20. Nice.
1: So, as both of you begin to peruse your surroundings, you look for tracks. You are easily able to find the tracks of the probably dozen or so knolls that were there the night before or that night. As you look, you can see the tracks, especially of the larger knoll that stood there, the one that stared you guys down from the top of its position. You can see that they they weren't really trying to hide their tracks, so they they become easy to follow as they begin heading further to the northeast. You meander across a valley and across and past a fledgling of trees. And it's at that point you begin to move over as the surface has become more farmland and, um, and more wide open. You begin to make your way down one of the hillsides that you can see makes its way onto a cliff face. And as you get there, you begin to hear noises. Guttural growling. Snapping and the sound of like canines fighting over something. You hear yapping, you hear laughing, you hear chatter, you hear the booming of stuff being hit onto the ground. And as you sort of realize this, you begin to make your way to one of the nearby bushes and you sort of hide. Felix, just hide here for a second. I'm just going to see what Newton sees. And yeah, just kind of
3: basically, I just put my hand on Felix's shoulder so I know if he kind of disappears on me. Okay. And it runs off and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want this cat to just get uh, scared. But yeah, and then I go into Newton's eyes and kind of uh, just
1: do some lazy loops over the top um, or kind of try and find them from the air. Yep. So As you begin sending Newton around, you start to watch as he begins to circle. You go into his eyes and you can see everything's got this cover shade of blue as you sort of look towards the area of the noise. As he flies over that cliff face and banks downward, you can see that there is a... Entry point into the other side of the cliff face that you can see has been hollowed out, almost like a rocky cavern. But before you see that in front, you can see probably about 40 or so creatures that just seem to be actually meandering around and are standing in front of one large knoll that you know had been seen before. Even though there's 40 creatures, you do see them pocketed in groups of, say, eight or ten. Almost around. And one thing that Newton does notice is each one of them has a different sort of banner attached. You can hear them begin growling and you can see the one that's really large that's standing at the top is growling the loudest. And you can also see that they all appear to be listening to that individual. You can see it snapping almost like conversational. You watch then as they start to laugh together in unison you watch as three words are being repeated over and over again this chant you don't understand the words though because you don't speak nol as this chant's being repeated you watch as the individuals that seem to be housing banners of each of the individual nol pack tribes rip their banners down and you watch as new ones begin being erected and you can see on that banner is painted a open eye a green open eye one that you very much recognize, Bagram, as the green eyes that you had seen in your dreams. The eye of the hungering blight. You watch as they all howl together. And for the first time you realize, the first time in your knowledge at least, the Null Packs have been united under one. Increasing their strength, They're in infighting, the only disadvantage to their survival seems to have gone. You watch as they begin to move around each other in this chant-like fashion. You can see them start to cheer, and you can see them start to point towards the sun. And you can see them then begin to growl, and you see them all just cheer with one hand in the air. And you watch as they begin then to mobilize and start to begin to spar one another. You can see that their fighting style is ferocious. You can see that is they... It more hand on hand-to-hand, hand or is it with weapons... You can see that the most of them have bone like weapons. Some are scavenged from people that they have definitely killed before. As they all begin to fight, roll a perception check. So as you look, one thing that you do notice is the largest knoll seems to move between the groups. But as he does, he has this shoulder pauldron that seems to it seems to really draw your attention. A shoulder pauldron made of bone. It seems to be the skull of a creature that doesn't resemble a gnoll. You can see the top jaw of this skull seems to be extremely overbitten as you look and see the skull of overbite on his shoulder. You can see as he begins moving around, you watch as he barks commands at these people that are fighting very aggressively. You can see as they throw one of their opponents to the ground, They do not stop. They do not relent. They bite and bite and bite until they're called off by this individual.
3: Do I see any of them kind of actually killing any others
1: or like gravely wounding them? With your perception check, I'll say that you can see some of them seem to house quite deadly wounds, but they stand up and they continue to fight. You get the vibe that these individuals are savage. They'll fight to the death. And they'll keep going unrelentingly, whether they're near death's door or at full stamina.
3: With my knowledge of gnolls, do they seem kind of like almost like a like a rabid creature or kind of like on that sort of thing, like uh, more so than normal gnoll fighting?
1: They are quite organized in their manner, which, you know, is not really like them. And also having this many gathered in one place is not like them at all. You do know, however, that null bonds within their pack, their individual little pack of 8 to 10, are very, very strong. Mm. They'll fight with them, but they'll also fight anybody that fights them. In the way that they're fighting, it seems much more aggressive than what you're used to, and null fighting in general is quite aggressive. You remember back to when you're fighting them the night before, and they, again, were unrelenting. Yeah. You've seen Halrod fight in a fling of rage, and it it almost mimics that level of brutality. The last thing that you see before you go, as this bird begins to circle, you watch as this large knoll creature moves over with two or three other individuals that seem to be like generals. You can see one of them that seems to have this large scar down one eye that seems to have this bow slung on his back. And you can see that he's got like brownish gray pelt and the one next to him has like a sandy color pelt and he's got this massive axe. You can see them sort of drawing in the sand. You can see them looking at something in the sand, and you watch as they're sniggering to each other. I kind of need to go
3: closer, and I want to see that what they're drawing. All right, so, so um, yeah, just gonna look for like a tall tree that's kind of nearby, but kind of still in the forest. I'm not gonna, I'm not just gonna circle down. I'm gonna actually come down and land
1: mm-hmm. forty or so feet away from that position. You do see a small smattering of trees of different levels. They're mostly dead, with very few foliage parts on them. Yeah you could definitely land on and kind of
3: land as close to the trunk as I could on one of the branches all right roll a stealth
1: check with advantage because uh 21 as the owl lands you don't seem to notice that they have noticed and they continue on their drawing path with my hand um on my physical
3: bear Grumps hand I actually kind of reach around until I feel a stick and basically as I see them draw I'm going to try and it would be the exact same Mimic. thing in the sand right beside
1: where we're sitting. Alright, so I'll get you to do a perception check to see how well you see these things.
3: Uh six.
1: Okay. So as you look at it you through the owl's eyes see a general mass in the middle, and you can see lines moving in different directions towards that circled mass. You can see X's as well that seem to be in different portions, but you can't really you can't really discern which ones seem to be more prominent and which ones don't. But you do get the general vibe that this is a strategy plan, like a battle map plan, like the way they're going to enter the town.
3: So it's like basically Undercity in the middle, or Undercliff in the middle, Undercity. There's a WoW reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Undercliff in the middle with basically kind of the all the lines and out is basically kind of like the the different groups coming in as a whole, and then From basically X's meaning something that I'm not quite
1: something sure. Something you're not too sure about. Yeah. As you look, Felix at what Bagram is drawing, it is just a scribble. <laughs> you can see him like moving the cane around as if he was uh, a blind man trying to find something on the floor, but it's just a massive scribble on the floor.
2: <laughs> this makes perfect sense. <laughs> Excellent.
3: Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I keep Newton there until they're done drawing and kind of move away from the area or something like that.
1: Okay. It takes a little bit of time. You can see it takes about four to five minutes before they then disperse. And just as they're about to disperse, you watch as this large gnoll creature, the one that is much larger than all the others, gets his foot and swipes it across the dirt to cover it over. And they begin to move over to where they're all training again. It's at that point you watch as they begin to all of them begin to ravenously feed on some things that they've just found. They just start ripping these things apart and bones are flying everywhere. And, yeah.
3: Do I see any gnolls going in or out of the cave entrance? So, so I can kind of basically possibly count if there's any more inside the cave. The
1: ones that seem to be outside do move into the cave the cave on occasion, but then they come back out. It seems that the most amount of gnolls that you can see are outside. They're all outside. All yeah. right, excellent. You, you both also get the scent that comes as the wind begins to change this area reeks. It's like they're not even trying to hide their scent. They're not trying to hide anything. They're they're literally there and they're kind of almost inviting people to come and find them and fuck with their shit. They are very proud and powerful at this point, you think.
3: As I pull out a Newton, I look at my drawing
1: and um, I fix it. (laughs) (laughs) You look a little bit ashamed of yourself and a little bit bashful (laughs) as you sort of fix it up. One thing that you do know, you don't get, because of your um, unfortunate role, you can't really determine a cardinal direction. But at one point, there's a a circle in the middle that you see, and there is a line that goes into it from one way or the other, and it kind of looks like... There's one main passageway that seems to be very heavily uh, darkened and you can see as well that there seems to be an X upon that area and there's three additional ways that they seem to be going in but you don't know which way that is. You don't know whether it's north, south, east, west. You cannot tell. When you move yourself into your own eyesight again, Bagram, you look towards the cliff face and you watch as the light in that area seems to darken a little bit. You almost look at it and you can see these wisps of black smoke just sort of emanating from that canyon. And as you look at it, that swirling smoke is very familiar to you. Are but we then outside as, that area? Yeah. Okay. As the wind begins to blow, it goes away.
3: Felix, did, did you see those black wisps? What? All right. I'll, I'll take that as a no. It seems all the knolls, all, all 40 plus of them are kind of actually working together now. They're not in their own little clans anymore. And their they're, they're flag is... is it, uh,
2: I don't want to say it, but it's essentially the, the hungry blight. So. so maybe you're more involved than you're hoping. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently
3: I'm not going anywhere.
2: Well, this, this is where I need to be. If we work together, we might be able to just overcome this. Sounds good. Uh,
3: do you have any... Uh, do I have paper? I probably yeah.
2: would. I actually just transfer that
3: map from the sand that I corrected and transfer it to paper so that we can bring it back to the town. Harold might
2: be able to discern it a little bit better than we can. Yeah, um, but it, it looks like they've got one main
3: passage they're coming in, but they might be coming multiple little areas, little testing parties as well. We must or, try
2: and force them into a certain area.
3: I think so. I'm I'm hoping they have some defenses up and they can just be modified. Is there anything else you wanted to see around here? Or, uh, or do we not want to chance it? I think we've seen too much already.
1: <laughs> it's at this point as well, the smell is starting to make you feel incredibly uneasy.
3: Oh, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, let's let, let's get back. Let's help him out.
1: All right. You begin the trek back. Uh, roll a stealth check just for your initial movements. Uh, 25. 23. You stand. You turn on your heels and you begin to move your way. Out of the area. As you do so, you can hear the chants and the barks and the bickering of these creatures in your wake, and they start to disappear as you get further and further away. As the breeze and the wind begins to change direction, you get to Cormas again, and you begin heading south back to Undercliff. And it's at that point you start to realize that yes, you are, you are a bit safer. It's definitely full fledging of the morning at this point as you begin to make your way across Thorpe's Crossing. And you start heading back down towards Undercliff. As you do, you begin moving into the village area. You can see various people beginning to mobilize. You can see half a trench being dug in a particular area. You can see lumber being ferried by different individuals, one of them being Bangor, to a particular area in the city in the town square and it being dropped there. And you can see a a portion of other people just start to sharpen uh, those with various different blades. You also see Halrod and a very old gentleman just sort of going through movements with swords and blades and Halrod sort of trying to teach people to shoot um, hay dummies that seem to have been constructed in this area. You can see it that within the few hours that you have been gone, a very big defensible area has sort of started at least. You also notice as well that some of the houses has started to become being boarded up and you also notice that the population in the area seems a little bit thinner. Than usual. During the time that they were gone, Halrod and Bengor, you did see the procession of women and children loaded up with carts of different supplies start to begin tracking east with two of the militia individuals that you had previously seen. As you begin to enter as well, everybody roll perception check. 17. 19. 19. 16. Okay. So all of you are able to see as you begin moving towards each other, after reuniting in this town square area, Bengal, you just drop a set of lumber, and as you do, you see this shadow move across the sun. It causes you to look up. And as you look up, you can see two creatures in flight. As they begin to get closer and closer, you can see that they appear to be griffins.
2: I dip. I dip. I run. <laughs> <laughs> Scurry! <laughs> Scurry, hide!
1: Uh,
3: I quickly disguise self as one of the... Just townspeople. You okay. bitch!
2: I use my, I use my, I use my feel agility, and I dive into the bar. Okay. Uh, so at that
1: point, you watch as the four of you are just standing there looking at these creatures approach, and you watch as Felix just like runs off screen,
0: uh, just leaves like a cloud smoke in his shape. You watch as
1: Beauregard immediately, almost like, um, like letting out an unintentional fart. You just watch as he looks up, and you can see his form change from head to toe. <laughs> The two dwarves standing there. You watch as the dust begins to kick up as these two griffins begin to circle the area almost like a helicopter landing. You watch as Bangor's staring up with the sun in his eyes just sort of squinting as best that he can and you watch as they both begin to start to land. Run, you fool! (laughs) You can hear the screech of the griffin as they do so as the wings batter against the dry surface. As you look towards the riders, you can see one of them seems to be extremely familiar. You can see a blonde mop of hair, a brown goatee, incredibly armored and a sword attached to his side. This Fuck. is Melnon Wargon. As you look towards him, you can see he's got an individual with him and you can see that it is a female elven by the look of it, rider. And you can see that she begins walking forward. She takes off her helmet and as she does, she puts it under her arm and she begins surveying the area. Both of them immediately catching you Halrod and you Bangor and a random townsperson standing next to them. <laughs> You watch as they begin moving towards, and you can see Melman Morgan says, Ah, we saw the smoke last night coming from the northern section of Undercliff. We went to investigate and we saw a pile of bodies. Thought we'd come to Undercliff to ask some questions, and who should we find but the fugitives who have now been marked to be captured dead or alive? What, tell fu- me. What, fugitive I've seen those fugitives. You guys didn't tell me you were fugitives. I
0: don't know who you're talking about, but I'm not this person you're looking for. You um. watch as
1: and Morgan stands next to you and says, The Hat fool's nobody.
0: <laughs> Howrod,
1: Ben Gore, I'm guessing you're Beargram, as he points to the... Um, no, he's just a
0: simple townsfolk. Um, Damn it!
1: Beagram. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's Beargram? Look, you can answer these questions, or you can come with me.
0: I'll answer questions, but I'm going nowhere with you, Mel. How
1: about this? We want the cat. He's got some questions to answer. I don't take too kindly to those that, uh... Let's... Fuck up my friends. You really made a fool of us in the city of Cadmia, And... Somebody needs to answer for that.
0: With respect, you made fools of yourself by incarcerating us in the first place.
1: With respect... I've had a talk to Arden Cassian. Apparently the story that seems to be going around is an ancient evil has re-risen itself, one that uh, is ages old, and it was them that murdered Ornstone. Spare Del- me the bullshit.
0: Delnak the outcast? You've heard right.
1: Yeah, I've read stories. You mean the uh, the outcast that sundered the Sunsoul monks and that silenced the gods. That Delnak the outcast?
0: Yeah, that's the very same. If you stick around long enough, you'll know what's going to happen.
1: You're all fucking crazy. I don't know what they're feeding you at the tap room of the Odyssey, but you need to fucking lay off.
0: Are we crazy, or are you just got your blinders on? Explain all the bad stuff that's been happening in the There's last. There's bad weeks. shit
1: that's been happening in Cadmia for the last hundred years,
0: but it's getting worse, and you know that, Melanon. It's getting worse.
1: Roll the inside check. Nineteen. You watch as he becomes less assertive as he realizes you're right. He watches the lady that's with him sort of looks, and he says, "Stags, search the area. See so if you can find that fucking cat."
0: He departed with us the second we left Cat.
1: Deception check.
3: I drop, I drop the disguise south. and like, I'm just I'm like, while you're scouting, go north, go past the farm, fly over the cliffs. Don't go into the cliffs. Just fly over them. Use your nose, use your eyes, and you will see. We are correct.
1: What will I see?
3: You'll see a large pack of gnolls. More than a normal eight or ten in a clan. All under one banner with a big green eye. You'll see a couple of big gnolls. Kind of organizing them. Ready to attack.
1: Where are they attacking?
0: They're attacking here, Melnon.
3: I would assume here, yes. They've, they've been scouting here. They've been looking for things in the area.
1: The gnolls murdered at Corma's farm. That was you.
0: We had to put them down. They're going to destroy the town. That was us, yes.
1: You watch as the officer known as Stags begins to walk off. Roll a stealth check, please, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> 17. Okay. Uh, I'll keep that noted. As you, begin, <laughs> as you begin talking to Melnon. Sitting to Melnen, the bar having a drink. You're <laughs> supposed to be hiding. I am. <laughs> I'm inside.
2: I'm in my <laughs> cups.
1: <laughs> Melnon looks to you and he says, So let me get this straight. You are known fugitives, wanted dead or alive, assaulting officers, murdering the City Watch. What, what City Watch? I don't remember any City Watch Allegedly.
0: The one in the cells that Delnat killed. Does it make you feel better
1: if I say allegedly? Let me me make my fucking point. Yes. So you've committed all these crimes allegedly. Yet you still put yourself out in the open to protect these individuals. The love of the town.
2: Question, can I hear any of this from inside? You can
1: probably hear it muffled. Um, you watch as the female individual opens a barrel and points a hand crossbow in there and she's like
0: Fuck.
1: <laughs> 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 You can see her through the window passing by the, the tavern that you're sort of surrounding. You watch as she looks under a horse and does the same thing. At that, he just looks at you bewildered. He says, You're either You're either telling the fucking truth or you're the stupidest criminals I've ever laid my eyes on. Well, what's more I think you what's know more what the relatable answer to that is Melon? I don't think you want me to say that.
0: I think you know what the real answer is.
1: I've known Arden for a long time. There's a good reason he's protecting you.
0: (sighs) What do we need to do? We we need to stop these
3: gnomes. We need bodies to kind of either protect the town
1: or take the fight to them. Why are they coming here?
0: they think something but, but, is here that they want that they've been told to get but we don't know what it is
3: before the um did you see the hyena, hyena that was in the barn without all chained up while you were out there
0: oh we
1: saw it all all right before and we if put we didn't him say down it, we definitely smelt it before we put him down
3: basically we got from him that uh they're after something called the star that they believe is here i don't know what the star is i don't know where it is but they believe it's here and they seem to be kind of coming together to get this for Delnat,
1: he looks towards you and he says, Well, if it is here, why don't we just move it?
3: I don't know where it is. I don't know what this thing is. Right. Well,
1: either way, we need to fortify the town. I see you've started doing that.
0: That's a bad anyway.
1: Do you have outlying scouts? Do you have them to alert you when the gnolls arrive? To tell you in what direction they're coming from?
0: No. I look at our yes. ride in Bangor. Vera sent scouts. Ah.
1: Very well, that's a start. Do we know their numbers? Only they do. I I just got Oh, the the gnoll
3: numbers mm. or the militia. The gnolls. Uh, at least 40? Uh, normal ones? fighting. they're ferocious. I've never seen they're practice fighting. I've never seen such ferocity uh, from a gnoll before. And they're they're under the command of one really like larger one, but double the size of the rest, and then two other uh, seem like sub-captains of sorts or something like that.
1: As you say that, Melnon says, and your plan is to fight them with, and he starts counting, 12 militia. And three heroes from the Valiant Odyssey Adventurer's Guild. And at that point, you watch as Stags says, 14, and she points to where you're hiding.
2: Oh, no, you found me.
1: You watch as she, like, ties her long brown hair up in a ponytail and she sort of moves you, pushing you in the small of the back towards Melnon. Ah, uh, She's a lot shorter than you. She's like five foot something.
2: Oh, no, Felix, what are you doing here? Oh, you know, I just couldn't stay away from trouble. Cut the
1: bullshit, please. <laughs> Look, I hope you're better at fighting than you are at fucking lying,
2: because... Well, you should know that. Sorry. Felix. Too soon. Felix. Yes.
0: Um, How is how is old mate, by the way? He'll live.
3: At this point, this is all we had. And now that you're here, can you...
1: Uh, are you able to help?
0: We did send a writer to Arden as well, but... the Odyssey's
1: I dare say he would have got the message. I will help you, but afterwards, you need to come back to Cadmia, and you need to face trial. Either that, or I can't trust you, to your word, here's, and we will arrest you on the spot.
0: Here's my counteroffer. If we survive this, you tend to the wounded, and then we the boy.
3: Or oh, we have a bit of a town trial right here. We don't go back to Cadmia. If we go back to Cadmia, there's a good chance we just disappear. If we have a town trial here that's very public.
1: We will have a discussion afterwards about which manner you will face trial.
0: I will agree to a discussion. Yep. I will agree to a discussion. But I had no part in it. We saw you there. I was following him.
1: Then you were there. I didn't do anything. Accessory to the fact. And everybody then turns to Felix who has been silent this whole time. You watch as Stags pushes you in the back and she says speak
2: up. Look if you help us here and we survive you let these three go and you can have me. And I'll face whatever trial that you want to put on.
1: Before you even finish, he says, deal. As long as the rest of you are okay with him taking the rap for all of your crimes. Assault, battery, aiding and abetting in the escape of a fugitive.
0: Uh, Self-defense.
3: As long as we can come to his um, trial and basically yes. kind of can speak up. actually have
2: people? <laughs> you were have this. people last time. Well, no one was told that my trial was happening.
0: Well, no, I don't think we need to rehash this whole argument we had back in the cell.
1: Let's move. He watches both of them get on their griffins. He looks towards you, Bagram, and he says, Northeast, right?
3: Yep. Um. If you, if you want... He cuts Basie. you off. He
1: just flies off. All right. <laughs> I was going to send Newton ahead as a guide, but that's all good. All right, bye. Both of them begin flying away. He watches the old gentleman blimmer sort of moves around to you, leans on a shovel, and he says to you, are You four just gonna stand there talking to the fuzz, or are you gonna help us dig these fucking ditches? So, oh, um, was Leilani still in town? You haven't been able to find her. Mm-hmm. You haven't been able to see her. So, at that, dipped. <laughs> at that, you begin mobilising yourselves. You aid in the uh, training of the militia as the days go on. Beargrim, I assume you show the map to the dwarves.
3: Uh yes, definitely.
1: So. As you look at it, it is very generic. It is Aye. a circle and four lines.
3: and a, An X and a question mark as to direction. So what, <clears throat> which direction would basically be the big brunt to travel? And what, like could in, we? Yeah, 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 the yeah map? up now. So we can see if maybe kind of this matches because you got the three lines kind of on the same side and then the fourth line on the opposite side, the thick one.
0: Maybe it could be direction they're coming in. S- and the circle is... So,
1: so yeah, as you look at this map, you can see one circle that seems to be in the middle, which you all assume is the town of Undercliff, and four arrows pointing in with various X's across it. One of them, the lone arrow, seems to be thicker than the rest, but you don't know what direction that is.
3: Would they be coming down the streets, or you reckon
0: they'd be kind of coming across the fields and through the gaps? All right, so from what I know about mobilizing uh, a number of troops is it's much easier to send scouting parties around to attack from the rear and the mm. flanks than it is to mobilize the entire unit. So whatever the direction they're coming from, it would be easier for them to send the whole party in the same direction. So my guess is they're going to attack from the northeast through the broken section of wall. Yeah, or kind of coming along the across the back of the fields. hmm mm. From what you've drawn on that rudimentary um, map there, they'll attack from the northeast to attack the temple and then send scouting parties around the other side to infiltrate and try and find weak points to attack from the back. Mm. Otherwise... Coming in from the southwest.
3: Or or are they kind of... Because to try and get a whole party through those... Some of those streets between the buildings, that's the basic, that's a natural pinch point. Would they actually do that or would they come across the field there to the southwest?
0: Actually, if you take that principle and flip it on its head, that they're coming in from the southwest through that open field instead yeah. of the building,
2: because straight direct
0: line straight and, into and the. And right they got the
3: three center. small street, three small areas, which kind of align with the one, two, three kind of streets coming so, I mean, up from the northeast. You know
0: what? That does make more sense. So maybe they're going to take the time to go around.
3: So, do we want to try and block off those all those streets on the north and northeast, and really kind of, and then basically kind of focus, a, create a bit of a funnel on the
2: southwest side? All I know is I think we've been digging in the wrong section. So, what we can do is set up sentry pits around the entire village except for the southwest. So then, well, hopefully, they'll see that and focus their attack on the southwest. Even lights up the areas, so they have no, so they have no way of sneaking in. So they might have to find a dark path, which we will leave open for them in the southwest.
3: Do we have enough wood and well, old things hole. to burn to kind of for the for a whole bunch of bonfires and big big fires around the,
0: the north of, and northeast? Most of the houses around here would have uh, firewood on hand to uh, to burn at night to keep warm. Burning, burning wood straight out of the forest which chopped down won't work anyway because it's still got moisture containing it. smoky, smoky. Exactly. They'll be good for the barricades because they'll be more pl- pliable and flexible, but not for keeping the place lit. There's probably going to be a lot of dead
3: stuff underneath the trees in the forest too that can be collected and just kind of just piled up together.
0: Potentially. If you're going to, die, I just want to take the hay trailer um from over here, from on the northeast side of town and then take it into the thicket and try and find any dead wood. Also,
2: we can just put up any sort of lanterns or yep. fire post sticks. The, the, yep, the militia, attacks, attacks, anything that burns. Anything that burns and put them yep. all around the perimeter of the town, leaving the southwest the only sort of vulnerable-looking place. And we can focus our pinch point in the center of that center of that town. Another thing we can do in that southwest corner is try and load
0: up the area with pitch or oil. Burn. Exactly. And when they come through that area, we can set it alight, giving us an advantage. Do we have any? Any of that? We've got plenty of oil. And we've got oil lying around. We've also got other stuff we can burn.
1: As you say that, you watch as you hear the footsteps and the panting of an individual you look towards uh, behind you guys where you guys are gathered and you're talking about this on a laid out table and you can see that a townsperson begins running towards you and he gets there. He says, Halrod, the town is shack. The town is shack to the northwest. It's being hit by a scouting party. They're being overrun. We need your help. There's only, there's only a few of them from what I heard, but it seems to be common. All of the, all of the scouting areas that that Vera had laid people out, they seem to be being tested. They're sending small infringements there, and they're just
0: finding weak points.
1: It's time to pull everyone back. But
0: the tenors—they're being overrun. All right, this is not a drill. We'll take out this scouting party. We take out this group now. It reduces their numbers later. Pull everyone back into town, and we'll start barricading ourselves in. Tell the troops. To barricade the um, the north, the northeast sections, and tell them to dig another trench in the southwest, in preparation from invading from that direction.
1: Okay, I'll let them all know.
0: All right, Just
3: guys. Quick question: the uh, most of the townsfolk
1: are they all human, or are they kind of? A They're mostly human. You yep. can see uh, a small smattering of, like half elves, and some. There's like one or two dwarves as well. Okay. We can just possibly use some of the
3: half-elves and dwarves who uh, can see better in the dark as well, in different
0: areas. Good thing.
1: He begins to mobilize the people in the area as you gear yourselves up and begin heading to the Tanners. Alrod, you would know exactly where it is as you all begin running over hill. It's not too far out of town. It's probably just... It's just towards the northeast of the town. You can see as you begin passing through the forested area making your way around with the the small hillside that you know houses the abandoned farm. And as you begin making your way through this area, you do start to hear the snaps and snarls, recognizable as a knoll. You can start to smell fire as you begin moving into that area. And as you approach, you can see a small shack in the middle of a clearing through this uh, wooded area. You then see like different sort of tanning racks that seem to be knocked over or slashed in different parts. You can see a well that seems to have a knoll just sort of slumped down next to it with arrows embedded into its form. You can see it's dead. And as you pass by, it's like, like reaches out for you. And as it does, does that, you watches the last little ditch of effort and, and energy in its form just slumps to the ground as it does. So it's at that point as well, that you begin running by and you do see roll perception checks, actually.
2: Um, also, i do I don't really want to point it out, but I'm going to point it out. I haven't slept yet. Yep. Nobody has. 26.
1: 21. one. Seven. Seven. Ten. Ten. Okay. So Felix and Halrod, as you begin approaching, Bengor and Beogrim, you guys are kind of looking at this knoll, and as it lashes out, you kind of dodge yourselves away from it. But Halrod and Felix, you look towards the shack, and you can see on the opposite side of the shack, you can see what looks like a balcony made of wood, and you can see two individuals that seem to be commoners sort of sitting above there. One uh, gentleman that seems to have a bow that's sort of firing off uh, arrows at a hyena that seems to be la- lumping up towards them, like just climbing up the pole trying to get to them, and he's sort of slashing it away and shooting arrows at it. And in the distance, you can see two uh, Noel bowmen that seem to be sort of skinnier than usual, uh, gangly and lanky as they're firing arrows at the area. The other commoner that you can see seems to be a woman that seems to be cowered up against the the actual housing. So it's at that point, you both see that and you can see that these people are being harried by two gnolls, one hyena, but one of them, one gnoll seems to be already dead. What do you do?
2: Uh, How close together are the bowmen? Probably about
1: 10 feet apart, but you can see they're sitting at the tree line. So they're just sort of sitting at the tree line, moving out, firing and then coming back. You also see, and all of you see this, towards the eastern side of the house, a small billowing fire that seems to be getting bigger and bigger.
2: Roughly how far away are the bowmen in the three line?
1: You're approaching. So they're probably about 60 feet away at this point and closing.
2: And
0: they haven't noticed us yet? Not yet. Do we want to sneak up on the bowmen first?
2: Take care of them? Depends on how much time they've got.
1: I'll say that you guys are having this conversation as you're running forward. And as you guys do run forward, having not previously stelled, they still don't see
3: you. Sorry, there was two bowmen and then the hyena.
2: The hyena
1: hyena. jumping up. You did pass one knoll that was already dead on the well.
2: Why do we, we do two and two? Two sneak around, two go up front. Uh, I use my feline agility to run straight at the two bowmen. And I'm going to attack each of them with an attack and you starting strike. Okay.
1: So at that, you begin running across the clearing, breaking away from the three other members of your party. You start to literally accelerate and it's almost like watching a sprinter just engage fifth gear.
2: You see me go on all fours.
1: As you do that, you watch as all three of them about to, or sorry, two of them about to loose an arrow uh, in the direction of the, the townsperson that seems to be scouting moves it towards you having already seen your approach. So at this point, we'll roll initiative. Hi guys, and thank you so much for listening to the latest episode, D&D Valiant Odyssey. In the future, guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. Valiant Odyssey is growing and it's all because of you. So thank you so much for your patronage. Make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.